Welcome to the Faithful 31 Moms podcast. I'm your host, Mallory Allen. Whether you find yourself in the joys or the messes of mom life, we want to encourage you to remain faithful as you join us every Wednesday in creating a community of real moms, real stories, and real truth based on the Word of God. Welcome to the Faithful 31 Moms podcast. I'm your host, Mallory Allen, and today I have a special guest with me, Martha Burke. Welcome, Martha. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Thanks for joining us. So some of you may know out there that are listening that June is actually Mental Health Awareness Month. And so in honor of that, I have Martha with us today. She is a licensed professional counselor. Did I get that right? You did. Yes. I got it off of her website, (laughs) so I cheated a little bit there. (laughs) But today we're going to talk about a much needed topic for moms that is honestly not covered and talked about enough, I don't think. It is pertaining to our mental health as moms, keeping that healthy, how to address issues that we may have that we come across. And so today we're going to talk about all sorts of different things. So before we get started, though, Martha, why don't you tell us a little bit more about your family and your career? All right. Well, it's just an honor to be here to talk about being a mom and our mental health and a little bit about me. I'm a mom of two girls. Um, They are four and five years old and a wife to a principal here locally. And I've been in mental health for over 10 years, primarily serving as a school counselor, um, most recently at St. Agnes, where I was for three years. And then kind of got a deeper calling to jump back into school and earn a PhD in the field just to really have the most amount of knowledge that I can. So I just graduated last weekend um, with my PhD from the University of Memphis. Thanks. Go Tigers. (laughs) And um, I'm in private practice now. I work with children and families. Okay, awesome. I didn't realize that you had just gotten your PhD. That's really cool. That's great. Okay, so I'm so glad that Martha is joining us today. And before we dive into all the different subjects we're going to talk about, I thought we would ask her a couple of just fun and light questions. So I have a couple here, I think four or five. All right, the first one, it's about brunch time right now, right? Yeah, absolutely. We're we're about 9.30, 10 a.m. right now. And so it's brunch time. If you're at brunch somewhere, what would you order? Are you like a sweets or like a savory person? A hundred percent sweets. So I'm going to go immediately to the pancakes and most likely choose some kind of pancake with like some fruit and definitely a large side of bacon just to balance it out. My kind of woman, I like it. (laughs) All right. So next, if you just need a minute to yourself, as all of us as moms do sometimes, where do you go? Where's your go-to place to get away? Yeah, I think we all need to stop and think about our answer to this question. Um, My first place would just be out the front door on a walk. Um, Pop in my headphones, either call a friend or listen to a podcast. Secondly, if I'm super exhausted, I'm going to the bathtub with some Epsom salts for a soak. I like both of those answers. I remember when my husband would come home with our first son, I'd be like, just take him. I need to go for a walk. (laughs) Yeah, totally. (laughs) All right, so... Favorite accessory. This is a big one for women. So Mm -hmm. if you are out shopping and you have to decide, you know, do I get the purse? Do I get the shoes, the jewelry? What's your go-to, like, accessory that you can't say no to? 
definitely the purse. This one is an easy one, and it usually is like a small crossbody. I kind of end up always buying the same thing. Um, but <laughs> That's funny. I like it. And what is the grocery item that is always on your list? You always come home with it. Every single time. I, I, I kind of, the apple. An apple a day. I always eat an apple with my lunch. And so okay. always a bag of apples. Yeah, it's like a great staple. Milk, apples, meat, fruit, veggies, all those things. That's awesome. I love it. Okay. So those are just some fun questions to get to know Martha better. And when me and her were talking before this interview, I told her, I said, one of the things that I want to cover today is body image and self-comparison. I feel like all women struggle with it. And I said, as moms, you know, after we have kids, we all know this is true. I mean, we can share this on here. We're wrecked. Like nothing goes back <laughs> the same way. And so, you know, our body image a lot of times gets wrecked mm. along with it because things just don't go back to the same places after you have your babies. And I said, I would never want to send my babies back. They're a blessing, but they do, you know, mess up our bodies and a lot of times our body image along with it. So what advice would you have to moms out there that are struggling hmm. with their self-image and comparing themselves maybe to other moms that she didn't get as many stretch marks as me or she went right back to her jeans and I'm still, you know, like three sizes bigger than I was. Like we just, we do that. We tear ourselves down. So what advice would you have to them like that are doing that to themselves today as they're listening and they're thinking, that's me. Yeah, totally. Well, the first thing I wanted to share was just uh, I have a vivid memory before I had our first daughter of a friend just stopping me and saying, you should probably take a picture of your body now and like have it, keep it to, because it's never going to be the same. And I remember just kind of pondering on that of like we get to choose if we if our minds get stuck in the past right of wishing hoping for what it used to be and we can also work to kind of gain some control of our thoughts and say thank you god for my body for how it has carried my children and and like you said Mallory just like I would not for the world take anything back so instead of kind of living in the past how can we re-envision and might maybe like grow to greater appreciate our body and what, gosh, like what it can do and um, work to maybe have a little bit more compassion for ourselves and, yeah. and our awesome bodies. I totally agree. I remember you saying that just that one statement, giving yourself more compassion when we were talking. And I think that that's something that challenges me that mm. it probably would challenge all women to do is, you know, we don't give ourselves enough credit for what the Lord has like given us a mission for to be mm. moms and the, the things that your body undertakes to make that happen. And so, you know, there's definitely an element of wanting to take care of yourself, but also giving yourself compassion. And so I definitely know I need to do that more. And I'm sure a lot of people listening do as well. And having to do with the self comparison, especially mm. social media, let's be honest, yeah. filters on our on our camera phones and just filters on Instagram and all these things. I mean, perfection is not real. We're not perfect. We're all sinners and our bodies are all broken in some way. But it seems like people just post their like best, most filtered things 
on Instagram. We know that their kids aren't always smiling and that perfect. We know that they don't always wear makeup and look that great. Yeah. So what would you say to them as far as more of a self-comparison type of thing where they're looking on social media, maybe they're ruminating Mm. on like constantly going to looking at their friends or the celebrities and things that just are not reality. Right. Yeah. And I kind of label this as like the Instagram effect, honestly. And if we can kind of just work to become more aware of the content that we are taking in on all of these different platforms and kind of question, like, is this a good, is this helping me step into like who God wants me to be, you know, the best version of myself or not? Because comparison really is the, such a thief of joy, you know, and I would imagine because I definitely relate to the comparison on social media as kind of tearing me down, right, leaving me feeling lesser than rather than, you know, more filled up. And and the fact that comparison is the thief of joy, it's it's really rooted in the Bible as well, just in terms of God has given us all these different gifts, all these different talents, and we should really be focusing on building ourselves up in order to better show up for our the communities that we are a part of. So, Wow. I don't think I've ever heard it explained that well. I love that because it does uh, steal your joy. You walk yeah. away feeling like, well, my family is not, you know, like, they're, they're, my kids aren't that well behaved or, mm. you know, I didn't look that good in my self-portrait or mm. this or that, you know, and that's so true. It does. It distills your joy. I even know people that when they when they realize that they take action mm-hmm. and they try to take that out of their life for a while, mm-hmm. almost like a fast from social media yeah. or if it gets to a point where it, you can't handle it, that you get off of it even. Yeah. And I know that that seems like, what? You know, that's how people stay connected. And through this pandemic, that's really been true. Um, So that's a really hard thing to even process or think about. But if it's going to help your mental health as a mom, the way that you view yourself, the way that you want to see yourself as God sees you, Mm -hmm. right? Absolutely. And you're not, you may not be able to do that if you are ruminating on, on social media. So that's just a little challenge for you. You know where you are out there, how much you're spending time on that. You may need to eliminate some of that time or decide you're not going to post for a while and just take that pressure off of yourself. Um, so me and Martha, when we were talking, we said that we wanted to share just a little bit about um, two different stories, but about our journey in the beginning of entering motherhood. And so I think Martha's going to share first and talk to you about her journey. So I'll let her go ahead and do that. All right. Um, So for as long as I can remember, uh, I have just wanted to be a mom. I've really just longed to be a mom. And um, the reality was I finally found a godly man and we were married and we had been married a couple of years and we were ready for children. But guess what? It wasn't in our plan immediately or even one year. It was it was between two and three years of waiting for this child who we'd prayed for and wanted um, for so long. And you know, in that period, uh, I feel like I had to kind of surrender to just, you know, this is going to happen in God's time and, and um, 
And so I know of sharing kind of this waiting period, um, I know many women experience having to wait and and it being a very, very difficult time for them. And so I um, was intentional about reaching out and talking with some trusted people who were very helpful and, of course, relying on my faith to get me through. And we had our first child. And as many others, so I've heard, whoops, um, <laughs> then I'm pregnant again and crying laid out on the playroom floor. We had just moved. It was my first day at a new job. I'm supposed to be at the ice cream social and I'm sobbing because I'm pregnant. So, so our, and I was um, just seven months postpartum. Oh, wow. So um, just so overwhelmed. Um, and uh, just about to do this again. Right? About to do it again. Do I have what it takes? I'm drained. I'm finally have what I've wanted for so long, and I'm not really sure if I'm okay, you know, and especially to have another. So um, that's just a little bit of my story that I wanted to share this morning. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's so relatable. And I have a friend that did something similar recently, you know, within that not even 12 months Mm. having a baby, and then she's pregnant again. And, you know, her husband's laughing and she's crying, but it's like, a big deal. And I I told her, I said, you know, our hormones are so fragile. Like we go through so much to get this baby here. And then you realize what your body went through and you're not sleeping because that baby is not sleeping and you're getting up for feedings and trying to figure this child out and all these things that are new to you and trying to heal at the same time. And I told her, I said, you know, it's like taking your, she laughed, but it's like taking your best crystal vase that you got as a wedding gift and you just take that thing and you just throw it on the floor and you tell your husband I mean don't really do this but I'm just giving him a good example tell him say if I if I threw this on the floor and this shattered into a million pieces this is where my hormones are right now this is where my body is right now and I'm trying to put back the pieces into some other shape just to feel whole again but this is this is where I'm at, you know, and I told my husband that I remember and she said she did the same thing. And it is funny. It's like yeah. you can end up laughing, make it lighthearted, but it's true. Like mm-hmm. that's how you feel. And so um, in a similar way to um, just having your hormones wrecked, I did not have another one within seven months. Mm-hmm. I told my husband not to talk to me till my <laughs> till my first one was a year. But um in all seriousness, I um, I had, with my first child, Jake, I may have shared this in some of the earlier podcasts, but he had severe colic, mm. and he also ended up having a lactose allergy that wasn't really diagnosed. He was so little. And so breastfeeding went out the window and then went the whole, like, all right, which formula game, you know? And we went through so many, I remember. And I still to this day can say to a mom, and he's seven, like, okay. are you on Similac this or Infamil this or this off-brand or that off-brand? Because I just, like, became so obsessed mm, yeah. with trying to fix him. And in the process, my own mental health and anxiety just spiraled. And this happens in a lot of ways with so many women. You know, we we hear about postpartum depression or anxiety and I was just a mess. And so to the point of really having, once he turned a year, he really started getting better 
and we figured some things out. But then I said, well, now I'm, I'm messed up. So I really had to, to seek help. Like yeah. I had to go see, you know, a counselor and see um, a doctor and just get all my levels checked and all these things. And I just told the Lord, I said, I just don't feel like I even have a desire to like pray or read my Bible. I'm just so obsessed with trying to fix this child. And now I'm kind of messed up. And so that was kind of part of my story at the beginning of of like my journey as being a mom. And I felt like the Lord gave me this passage. We were at we were in youth ministry at the time and we were at a girls retreat. And a woman used this passage and it said, uh, it's Philippians four, six through seven. Be anxious for nothing. And I was like, wait, my flag went up. You know, that's me. I need to listen to this. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God. And that's what I wanted so badly was Mm. peace. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And it was in that moment that I just really started to know what to pray for. Mm -hmm. And I asked Martha, I said, you know, what would we label this as? This would be more of a situational type uh, postpartum um, anxiety that I was dealing with. And I think a lot of people can relate to that or like a depression. And so I really started saying, Lord, finally, I know something to pray for, even if it's just for your peace. I know that you understand and I just, please give me peace. And that's kind of the the beginning to my my journey, like really healing and giving me compassion for other moms. Yeah. That was kind of the start to all that. And so, you know, I have just a real heart for that. If you find yourself in this same situation, maybe it's um, from postpartum or from maybe like losing somebody in your life, and it's, it's more of a situational um anxiety or depression, Martha, what advice would you have for a woman going through that? So I'm glad you said situational, right? Because there are definitely cases in life that can be situational. And so I think just checking in with what do I need? You know, is this something that I can help myself with through um, prayer, through reaching out? Or do I need some more help and support during this time? And just knowing, okay, you have options as to how to meet your needs in terms of um, seeking out counseling or seeking medication or going back to your doctor. Like there are always options for you as to um, meeting your needs, depending on kind of the level of severity. There are sometimes cases that um, I would just like to bring some attention to where anxiety is out of the normal range um, and can really keep us from living the life that God intended for us and being who that who we are meant to be. And so I did what I just wanted to kind of quickly review what some of those symptoms of depression and anxiety would look like just to kind of help listeners understand what might be kind of situational and what might be Um, some more serious levels of depression and anxiety. So um, the DSM, which is the book of how we diagnose um, depression, mental illness, mental health disorders, um, looks at depression as um, some of the symptoms being having depressed mood most of the day, nearly every day. there would be a diminished interest and pleasure in almost all activities. 
um, and that would be nearly every day. There could be significant weight loss or decrease or increase in appetite. Um, slowing down of thoughts and a reduction of physical movement could also describe depression, fatigue or loss of energy, feelings of worthlessness and ex or excessive or inappropriate guilt, um, diminished ability to think or concentrate, and then recurrent thoughts of like ending your life or of death. And so those are just some of the um, symptoms of depression where if you are noticing that you have five of these symptoms, then you would wanna go ahead and reach out and, and seek help through mental health um, services. Also just wanted to review some of the symptoms of generalized anxiety disorder, which would be the present of just excessive worry, um, excessive anxiety. Um, and worry is experienced as very challenging to control. So feeling out of control with those worries. Um, anxiety and worry are ac accompanied by at least three of the following symptoms, which would be an edginess or a restlessness, um, tiring easily or more fatigue than normal, um, impaired concentration, irritability, um, increased muscle aches or soreness, and also difficulty sleeping. So if, if anyone is experiencing um, those symptoms, then that would be the time to reach out for professional help. All right. That is so helpful. Thank you so much. And Martha, you actually specialize in women and children, correct? That's right. Yeah, I'm actually doing a, um, a, a training actually at the end of this week to continue to learn about pre and postpartum women and, and working with them to meet their needs. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. So if a woman is listening today and she is, of course, in the Memphis local area, she could come and see you in person, and that would be, can you tell them where you're located, who you work for? Yeah, so I work with an awesome private practice called Cardia Collective. Um, there are two office locations. One is in East Memphis. I am at the downtown location, which is right behind the Redbird Stadium on Madison. And I see clients in person. I do some telehealth, though I much prefer working in person. And you can find out more information at cardiacollective.com. If anyone wanted to email me directly, I would welcome that. And my email is marthaburke at cardiacollective.com as well. Okay, awesome. And I would have asked this question, so I'm going to go ahead and answer it. Ask John this, my brother-in-law. He works with Martha at Cardia Collective. And the first question I had was, how do you spell Cardia? So if you're wondering, it is K-A-R-D-I-A, -A, Cardia Collective. So that's Martha Burke at CardiaCollective.com. I'll include this in the show notes so that if you're driving down the road or something like that, I don't want you writing it down, but um, I will include that so that you can get a hold of her. And if someone was not local, you said that you do some telehealth yeah, as so, well? So anyone in the state of Tennessee, I am licensed to see. And we also have a great group of counselors who specialize in a lot of different areas. So I could definitely get, you know, anyone in Tennessee kind of plugged in with a, a a counselor. Okay, awesome. And the last question that I feel like I want to hear your opinion on today is, is it okay to be a Christian, right, and struggle with this? Because I feel like a woman that's listened to this will walk away saying, 
those things that Martha was sharing, that's me. Hmm. And I probably need to do something about that. But then we get in our own heads and we start thinking, well, if I'm a, if I'm a Christian, I should hmm. be able to overcome this. I don't need to reach out for help. Yeah. And so if that's a woman that's listening today, to keep her from second guessing herself, what would you say if if you could get in her head and answer that question for her? I am so glad that you brought this up, and I would say it is absolutely okay to be a Christian woman, a strong Christian woman, and to say, allow yourself, give yourself permission to to say, I need help. It is okay to reach out, and there are people who understand and who are trained to to walk with you on this journey of just building um, building your tool set to, to be able to handle um, motherhood, right, and all of the... Um, craziness, for lack of a better word, that comes along with it. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much for answering that question and just giving women out there just the release that it's okay to reach out for help sometimes when we need it. And next week, Martha is actually going to be joining us back again. And we're going to be talking about healthy ways to manage our mental health and specifically how to take care of ourselves as mom, giving yourself that grace, that time to yourself. We know that as moms, we are running in a million different directions all the time. We're giving to our husbands, to our kids, to our work, you know, the grocery shopping, the errands, the cleaning, all the things. And a lot of times we don't leave any time left for ourselves. And so we're going to be talking about how to really take care of yourself so that you can be in your best mental health state so that you can then be the best mom that you can possibly be. So I think that is a great topic to talk about and something that we honestly don't have time to think about sometimes. So, (laughs) So join us back for that. And in the meantime, go over to Faithful31Moms.com and check out some of the fun things that we have going on. We have a podcast series right now in our Mom and Me series called Big God Questions That Kids Ask. And we're answering all kinds of questions. I've had some moms email me lately, even some funny questions like, my child's asking if God made dinosaurs and things like that. (laughs) And it just makes me laugh because I've had some really serious questions and then I've had some really funny questions. But send me your um, Big God Questions and I'll try to unpack those on the podcast over the next several months. There's a place that you can email me directly. And so go check that out. It'll be uh, great to hear from you and see what your kids are asking. And you can actually listen to those podcasts with your children as well. I hope that you all have a blessed day and thank you for listening. Looking for meaningful time with your family that doesn't involve technology? Looking for ways to worship God together? Consider the 10 Commandments for the Home Family Worship Kit from Faithful 31 Moms and Love Worth Finding. Your children will treasure the time you spend as a family as you study, pray, and do activities together that will ultimately strengthen your family's foundation for a God-centered home. Purchase your Family Worship Kit today at Faithful31Moms.com. Faithful 31 Moms is produced in association with Love Worth Finding Ministries, built on the profound biblical teaching of Pastor Adrian Rogers. Please visit our website, faithful31moms.com, for all interview show notes. And follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Faithful31Moms. That's Faithful31Moms.com.